Hey, good morning Wellspring Church and happy Palm Sunday to you all. I'm so glad that um, I get to connect with you through the power of technology and to be sharing God's word with you, especially because it's Palm Sunday. I, I take it as a, a real privilege to be sharing kind of on this uh, reflection on Jesus coming into Jerusalem as the triumphal king. And uh, yeah, so... If you've got your Bibles with you, please do get them ready because we're going to be looking in Luke today, uh, chapter 19, and we're going to go from verse 37 to 44. Uh, but before that, I just, I don't know about you, but when we're talking about the triumphal entry, um, I guess many of you probably uh, have the story already in your uh, mind. You can already picture some of it. And uh, maybe for you, <laughs> for myself even in preparing this a lot of uh, picturing this was really with the crowd and seeing how the crowd uh, got to gather outside got to move outside got to mix got to walk down this mount and then into uh, Jerusalem and even to the temple for some of them I guess and it just makes me aware of my situation you know and, and what's going on in the world so for some maybe it brings up kind of emotions or feelings of of being scared of um, mixing with other people and what that could mean or for others maybe it's just making you more aware of uh, your isolation or the lockdown or, or feeling trapped but however um, you look at this story or however you're looking at life at the moment I really believe God has a word for you today and this word is to look at Jesus and I don't just mean look at Jesus in this story although that's what we're going to do but I mean, whatever you're thinking of, whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself in, look to Jesus. Look at Jesus. And uh, we're going to be seeing through our time together, at least through this passage, how Jesus, when we look at Jesus, we see he's a fearless king. And when we look at Jesus and we see he's a fearless king, I believe that means for us, for Wellspring, for, for Christians today, that we can actually face our fears. Because we have a fearless king, we can face our fears. So anyway, let's uh, get into it. Like I said, Luke chapter 19, we're going to go from verse 37 through to 44. Um, we've kind of skipped part of the triumphal entry already. Jesus has been given the donkey, he's been placed on it. They put cloaks down for Jesus and he's uh, riding on this donkey. And uh, just for you to know, this was actually part of a messianic promise. So Jesus is just fulfilling a promise and showing that he is the king, the promised king, the coming Messiah. Um, because it said that he was going to ride a donkey. And actually he said, uh, the scripture says um, that uh, the Messiah would approach through the eastern gate into Jerusalem. And this is what's just about to happen. So we'll take it from verse 37. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, that's Jesus, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. 
The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognise the time of God's coming to you. Now for Palm Sunday, for such a kind of joyful occasion, or at least when I remember or bring it up, it's a joyful occasion. Jesus really puts a dampener on this portion of scripture, on this kind of uh, special occasion. But the truth is, Jesus was going into an ultimate showdown over this next, uh, over this week following this, actually even up to the Friday, he was coming to do business and not just business, but to do war and battle with the evil one, not just with the evil one, but to deal with sin, to deal with death, to deal with Satan. This is the ultimate showdown of the light, the light of God, the light of the world versus darkness. This is good versus evil. This is an ultimate showdown. Okay, And so even though this is a joyous occasion, it's really interesting, actually, that seems quite full on. But what it, not only does it seem full on, but Jesus seems fearless. He's not coming on a stallion to battle. He's coming on a donkey, a donkey, a sign of peace. And so what we're going to be doing over uh, the next few minutes together, we're going to be looking at some things, I believe, when we look at Jesus, we can face our fears. I was just thinking, what are the, some of the things we fear? And I, I have two, there's many things that we could fear, but two things I think God really wants to address us today with. And the first thing that he would like us to kind of address, the first thing that a fear that we need to look at and a potential fear that we um, come across, uh, maybe because of the situation now, but maybe just in our general outlook in life, is actually the fear of the worst. You know, fear that something's going to go wrong or the fear that things will go wrong. And for some, maybe you feel it's an irrational fear. Um, sometimes, actually, it's a very reasonable fear. Uh, fear. Maybe it, it is a possibility. Maybe in some cases it's most probable that the worst things are going to happen. What's interesting here in this story, literally Jesus is going to, fear, to, going to face the, the worst, the worst stuff ever. He's going to face the, all that is wrong with the world, all that is wrong with us, all that is wrong with creation. He's going to face evil. And in doing so, he's going to face um, rejection and opposition. Even here we have the Pharisees in this portion of scripture rejecting his praise or uh, this understanding that Jesus is the Messiah. You see, but later on, because Jesus even brings this out when he seems to be quite harsh from verses like 41 to 44, when he gets a bit emotional and weeps, is the fact that even those who cry out to him and praise him, even his own disciples, he's going to say, you know what, you're going to abandon me. And then not only that, he's going to get falsely accused and he's going to be beaten. He's going to be taken through pain and hardship which will ultimately lead to his death on a cross, his crucifixion, even though he was innocent. What a showdown. This really is the worst. Yet, when we read this story and when we look at Jesus, even in the following events in uh, the temple, in the temple courts, in the week leading up to the, his crucifixion, Jesus doesn't appear to have fear, at least not in my reading. 
He is a fearless king. And so what comes to mind is, why? Why, Jesus, aren't you fearful? And I believe it shows in this portion of scripture, it's because he's bringing peace. And not so much that he's bringing peace, but actually he has peace. He has peace with his own father, peace with his relationship with God. You see, the reason I come to this point is you can't bring something unless you have it. So Sailor's been ill um, recently, uh, still is, and she's on the mend. Thank you for your prayers. And uh, we ran out of uh, cowpole. So um, we messaged quite a few of our friends in a group message just saying, can you bring us some cowpole? But the thing was, all of our friends, knowing them, they all wanted to bring us cowpole. But only the one who had cowpole could bring it. Jesus, in this text, shows that he's coming to bring peace. You see it in verse 42. But the reason he's bringing peace is because he has peace. He has peace with his father. Not only that, but he is peace. He is the Prince of Peace and he's coming to be our peace for all those who accept him as Messiah, accept him as Saviour, accept his life, death and resurrection. We can have peace despite pain, despite the challenges and maybe even the, the hardships of life. Even though sometimes we may not be able to avoid it, we can still experience Peace. When I was younger, one of my first kind of memories of being really scared and sort of overcoming being scared is to do with fireworks. <laughs> I was reminded recently because uh, Sailor, my daughter, uh, who's uh, three, has kind of got to the point where she enjoys fireworks, but she was afraid of them last year. And it reminded me of when I used to go and see the fireworks with my father. Um, I, I was actually scared that the big loud noises in fact even today you know what I struggle popping balloons because they're quite loud I know it's weird to say that because I'm a loud person but you get the picture you see I was I was scared of the loud noises I was scared that when you go to see fireworks it was in the dark and we would go to the park and I didn't really know where I was and I didn't really have, know my bearings and there was loads of people but I remember on the occasion where fireworks suddenly was okay for me. Maybe I didn't even enjoy it, but it was okay. I had peace when going to them because I was with my dad. And I remember being on a bench watching them. I had no clue where I was in the park. It was dark. And yeah, they were loud noises. It didn't stop them being loud. But I was with my dad. And my dad was at peace. And I was at peace to be with my dad on that bench. You know, in the same way, Jesus experiences a peace with his father. And the thing is, he's come and he came on Palm Sunday and he came as Jesus um, before to be crucified so that we could also experience that same peace with the father. Jesus came to pave a way so that we could have relationship with God where there wasn't peace because of our sin because of the things that we've done wrong because we're of our rebellion and because we just live life without him but jesus was coming to restore that to bring peace it's wonderful isn't it when we look to jesus when we look at that fearless king jesus we can face pain maybe the possibility of pain or maybe even the experience of pain but when we face it we can still have peace Let's face our fears by looking at Jesus first.
Now, the second fear that I believe we can uh, face, uh, and especially at this time and uh, just generally with people, is actually a fear of worthlessness. And uh, this is, I want to talk about this in two ways. The fear of worthlessness really is to do personally with ourselves, our own insecurities of feeling like we're, we're not worth worthy, we're not worth anything, we're, we, we haven't got any value, we're, we're not important, we don't have a reason, or we don't have a purpose. That's a fear that we have and therefore we'd be rejected. We're, we're so afraid of being worthless. But the kind of link to this is actually just in experiencing times and situations, circumstances where we think they're worthless too or meaningless or purposeless. They're pointless because they're not going to add any value to our life. We're just wasting the time. Now, when we look to Jesus, we see that Jesus didn't really struggle with thinking he was worthless. Because as we see through Luke, and if you've been journeying through Luke, Jesus knew who he was. And he knew who he was in relationship with the Father. And through Luke's writings, you can see this amazing intimate relationship between his heavenly Father and himself. That, you know, the, the Father loved him, loved him, and delights in him, and continues to enjoy him. And he enjoyed the Father. So it's an amazing relationship, a perfect relationship. And Jesus, even when he tells parables and stories talking about what the Father is like, and even kind of alluding to the Father in some relationship, there's such intimacy, such peace, such love between them. And this is why... Jesus is fearless because he knows who he is. And because he knows who he is, he knows his purpose. And he is on a mission here. He is doing the mission of God, which incidentally we get to be part of when we believe and trust in Jesus and we have his peace in our lives. We get to go on this adventure of mission with him. But I think one of the challenges that Jesus could have been presented with and we see it through even before coming to Palm Sunday is people question what he does it says oh Jesus why are you wasting your time with those people why are you hanging out with those sinners why are you going to those parties why are you healing those people why aren't you spending time here why are you going here and there and allowing that person to um, anoint your head, that could be useful. That's meaningless. But Jesus, for some reason, is always so intentional. He's always so purposeful. It's because, again, his relationship with God, because he knows who he is and he has a purpose because he knows who he is. Now, interesting enough, in this scripture, in this portion of scripture at least, only in Luke, in all the four Gospels, we have the Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry account. But only Luke men mentions in verse 40 about these stones. He's, Jesus references if when, when, the, uh, when the Pharisees or the teachers of the law kind of rebuke Jesus for uh, seeing these people praise and uh, kind of say he's the Messiah. Um, he says, well, look, if people don't do that, these stones will. And what I love, when he picks the stones, if you think about the stones for a moment, he's just on his way down to Jerusalem. These stones, like, they're unused. They're not buildings. They're not part of anything. They're just debris. They're, they may even be obstructive or they're just in the way. Insignificant. They're just stones. But Jesus says, 
you know, he can draw something out of them. And that's testimony. <laughs> you are so much more than a stone. So no matter what time or where you are at or what life is for you personally or even for us as um, a, a country or a nation, you know what? When Jesus addresses us, <laughs> we're not pointless, but we can become purposeful. We can be full of purpose. And it's really interesting in this portion of scripture, as we go into the end of verse 44, talks when Jesus is kind of going on about actually things, some bad things that can happen. Um, and I think potentially, anyway, whether he's referencing the temple, he's referencing structures, right? He's talking about stones that are built up with a purpose. But then Jesus says in verse 44, they will not leave one stone on another. So we can sometimes feel that, oh, this is the purpose. Oh, this is a purpose for a stone. This is what makes the stone valuable. This is what the stone should be doing. And interestingly, if this is about the temple, actually the temple is about the presence of God. But we know, having looking at Jesus, the presence of God was no longer in the temple. The presence of God was Jesus. So those stones were standing in all their glory for no actual purpose. Actually, it was pointless. Jesus was the presence of God in that time, in that day for people. And so I wonder, in this time of being socially distant, isolated, maybe even trapped in your home, it may feel meaningless. It may feel pointless or purposeless, but can I just encourage you? It says, if you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, or is it hidden from your eyes? If you only know that Jesus is with you, let's not wait for life to continue after this, because Jesus is the fullness of life, and he is with you if you acknowledge him, if you seek him. And our encouragement today is to seek him, even in a lockdown, you know? Seek him even when you feel isolated. This is such a chance. This is such an opportunity to grow in God and to grow in the understanding of his love for us, to grow in our uh, acceptance of who we are as his children, to know who we are and to know our purpose, to maybe, maybe know our calling. What's really sad is it says in verse 44 uh, about the people who were praising him. And he's now put the damper on it saying these people who even praise me, uh, they haven't recognised the time of God's coming to you. Here's one of the things that makes me so sad when I read this is that if they knew the scriptures, if they really read the scriptures, everything was already in their scriptures. And they don't even have the full Bible at that time, but it would have all pointed to Jesus. I mean, Jesus is the word of God. And they would recognise, can I just encourage you in this time that we have in lockdown? Read the word. Get more into the word. Get more into God's heart through the word. See more of Jesus in the word. It's a fantastic opportunity. This is not a pointless time. And I really believe this is something especially for Wellspring Church. Like This is a chance for us to rise up like we've never risen up before, Wellspring Church. To love one another, to care for one another. Yes, I know we're isolated, but there are many different ways that we can love one another. And in loving God, we're just going to increase in all that he's called us to be. So let me encourage you. God has come to you, is coming to us. Let's just seek after him. Let's face 
our fears. Let's face the fear of being worthless because we're not. We are, we are so eternally, eternally important and valuable that even Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, has laid down his life so that we could have a relationship with him. This time isn't pointless. Your life isn't pointless. No situation or circumstance needs to be pointless when you're with Jesus, when you see Jesus. You have nothing to fear when you're with Jesus. He takes the pointless or the seemingly pointless and makes a purpose. I encourage you. Jesus is your peace and Jesus is your purpose. You are made to experience peace with God and relationship with God. But you are also made for a purpose to worship God and to bring him glory in every situation, in every circumstance, in all that you think, say and do. It can be praise to God and God is worthy of that. So let me encourage you as we come to respond. In a moment, we're going to uh, go into a time of worship again. But I just want to encourage you. See Jesus in whatever situation. See him as a fearless king and face your fears. You see, because Jesus is our fearless king, we can be a fearless church. We can face worthlessness. <laughs> we can face the worst. And we can know Jesus looking out for us, loving us, caring for us. So as we respond, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you never put your trust in him, if you don't know the peace I'm talking about, why not reach out to him? Ask him to forgive you for not living a life with God and thanking him for his life, death and resurrection. Ask him to fill you with his spirit that now can lead you on. And for others of us, I really believe this time of feeling kind of like this is pointless, just let's lean into God and ask him, God, how can, how can we really become more of the purpose that you've called us to in this time? Because I believe God is coming to you. Jesus is coming to you. Don't miss it. Look to Jesus, the fearless king. Bless you.